0: Well, good afternoon. All our listeners. We're happy to have you joining us here on uh, TrainLang. And with me I have a uh, my good friend and companion Matt. Afternoon, Matt. How's it going?
1: Hey Peter, good afternoon, nice to see you.
0: Likewise. Excellent. Good to have you with us. Oh, and we're always looking enjoy. forward to <laughs> we're looking forward to our podcast this afternoon. So, Matt, we're going to be dipping into something a little bit deeper here in the uh, English language. Uh, And hopefully that we will be able to uh, explain a few tips to our listeners. And today we're going to be uh, talking about verb patterns. And uh, this afternoon we're going to pay particular attention to the gerunds and the infinitives. And I'm not sure about you, Matt, but sometimes when we're having a conversation, uh, we can pick up, there's a little bit of a clash between the two, the gerund and the infinitive. When do we use them? Uh, How do we use them? And of course, they really are tricky because uh, we can use both of them. And in in some cases, they have uh, the same meaning, but in other cases... Uh, they have a different meaning. So we may say something and, and mean something, but actually we mean something else. So that's where with, that's with the confusion comes. I don't know if you've experienced that with your teaching, something similar. Uh,
1: Pete, I, I think gerunds are really difficult for English learners because you look at it, it looks like it's a present continuous verb turns out it's not. It can be the subject, the object of a sentence. So when do you use it? Which verbs take a gerund, which don't? Like you were saying, it's really, it's not an easy one. So hopefully we can we can give a few tips and pointers that will help our listeners today.
0: Good. I'm sure they're going to uh, appreciate it. Eh? So first of all, let's, uh, let's dive into this one here. We're going to look at some verbs that can be followed by both the gerund and the infinitive but have the same meaning. Uh, any comments on, uh, on that one for us, Matt?
1: Right, okay, good. So um, these are, in a, in a sense, easier, because the meaning is, is the same or at least very similar. There, there is a little difference that we want our listeners just to have in mind. When we use the gerund, when we add ING, we do that when we're talking about real-life experiences, and it's because we want to give attention. We want to highlight the action, the experience, or how we felt about it. So maybe that's something to keep in mind. When you're using the gerund to talk about real-life experiences, your feeling, what happened, how you felt about it. But maybe you can give us the contrast, Pete, with the yep. infinitive.
0: Yeah, excellent. So the infinitive uh, really focuses on giving a more emphasis to the results of the action or the event uh, so not just the the action or the experience but the result of the action but at the same time using the infinitive we use it to express habits or preferences so we've got these two we've got these two understandings the gerund and the infinitive so matt let's uh, help our audience a little bit here, and let's see if we can give uh, some examples between, between yeah. the two. We'll use the same example with the gerund and with the infinitive, and let's see if we can spot the difference.
1: Okay, great, Pete. So let's go. Our first example, my, my mom, she's moved. She's living in New York. I want to tell you about that, but what I want you to, to understand is the experience. You know, and how she feels about about that. So I could say my mom likes living in New York. So here we've got the gerund with the verb live. She likes living in New York, and I want I want to emphasise that she's living there, and she's enjoying that experience. She likes it. She's having a good time spending too much money in the shops in New York. So that's the that's the kind of feeling the gerund gives. Good. But uh, I don't know, exit. maybe you, can you give us a contrast with the infinitive, Pete, on the same, the same example?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the infinitive with the same example, uh, my mom likes living in New York. Uh, we can say my mom likes to live in New York whenever she needs to go there for some time. So my mom likes to live in New York whenever she needs to go there for some time so here is the emphasis on the results uh when she goes there when my mom goes to new york she likes it but it's also a habit or a custom for my mom to go there ever so often so my mom likes to live in new york whenever she needs to go there for some time
1: that's a great idea. Yeah. We can pick up the side yeah. change, eh? We can pick up the side change, eh? Yeah, you get the feeling, no? The two different, different angles, different ways of coming in at the same idea, no? The experience and the result.
0: Absolutely. Very good. Can you think of another one they met for our listeners? Okay, here's
1: one. I think our listeners hopefully will agree with and relate to. <laughs> I like learning and speaking English because it's so useful. I like learning and speaking English because it's so useful. So I like learning. There we have our, our gerund. And the idea that we want to give here is I enjoy. I enjoy the experience of learning English. And why? Well, it's useful. I feel free. I'm able to express myself when I travel. So I like learning is all about my feelings and the experience I have. Good. Yeah,
0: excellent. So the the opposites with the infinitive is a slightly different. Uh, we can say I like to learn and speak English when I travel abroad. Uh, abroad is, is overseas. eh? will travel to a different country. So I like to travel. I like to learn and speak English when I travel abroad. So in this situation, uh, I like to learn and speak. Well, that's a specific situation, and remember the definition for the infinitive. When we're comparing it with the with the gerund, is the result of the action, but also to express a habit or a preference. So in this case, a preference is I like to learn and speak English when I travel abroad. Make sense, Matt?
1: Yeah, that's really helpful, Pete. That's great. Uh, Thank you. Shall I throw another example into the mix? Yeah, please do. Okay, here we go. Um, I love making jam with the fruit from my garden. Oh, wow. (laughs) I love making jam. Well, it's not exactly true. I've never made jam in my life, but I do like (laughs) eating jam.
0: It's but always the a first time eh Matt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could be a whole new podcast, though, <laughs> Pete, making jam. Uh, yeah, this, this example is all about the, the experience, the action. Oh, I love making jam. I love making jam. So when we hear that, we understand that we're focusing attention on the action.
0: Yeah. So let me think if I can make a, use it with a, with the infinitive. Maybe we can say something like I love to make jam every summer with the fruit from my garden. I just came up with this. I don't have a garden. Uh, I can't make jam. But here we can say I love to make jam every summer with the fruit from my garden. So remember, again, here this is a habit or it's a preference. Okay, so... Uh, that was uh, some good examples there, Matt. Thank you very much. Hey, nice and simple, easy for us to to understand, eh? Hey, thank you. All right, so here comes, here comes another one. We're going to throw in, uh, Matt, verbs that can be followed by both the infinitive and the gerund, but with different meanings. This is different now. Yeah, we have completely different meanings. Again, let's help our, our listeners, uh, Matt, with, uh, with a few examples. you want to start us off there, please?
1: Yeah, okay, good, Pete. So uh, here the meaning is quite different. For example, remember, remember. Did you remember to take your medicine this morning? Did you remember to take your medicine? Okay, so here it's an action that's important that you do and that you don't forget, that you don't forget. So that's all about something you've got to do. Okay. Whereas I remember having, I remember having so much fun at your wedding. Okay. So now we're talking about a memory, not something that I've got to do, but rather a dist- maybe a distant memory from the past.
0: Good. Excellent. Matt, <clears throat> thank you very much for that. And the next one, uh, that I have is uh, very similar to, to the example that you used. It's uh, the verb to forget. Forget. Uh, don't forget to take your medicine every morning. Very similar to yours. Again, it's an action that you have to do and not forget. So don't forget to take your medicine. Uh, don't forget to take your money. This today, uh, I will never forget seeing my wife for the first time at that wedding. That's a nice memory. Again, this is something that happened in the past. Okay. And we don't want to forget, we want to remember. Okay. So it's a, rem- a memory of something from the past. Any others, Matt, you have there f- for our listeners?
1: Yeah, let's throw in another one, Pete. We've got uh, the word regret, regret. This is perhaps used now in a professional or or business setting, this first example. I regret to inform you that your, well, I'm gonna change this, that your meeting has been canceled or even your podcast has been canceled. Oh no, I regret to inform you that your podcast has been canceled. Well, that means we're sorry to give bad news. I regret to, I'm sorry to give you bad news right now in the present okay good but we can contrast that with the gerund i regret drinking so much alcohol when i was younger i regret drinking so now we've left the present we're going back in time and talking about how we felt and this instance with regret we felt bad we feel bad i regret doing that in the past so with these the meaning is quite different we need to understand the meaning in order to express ourselves correctly. What about another example, please, Pete?
0: Yeah, let's do do another one here. I'm going to take this one here, mean. Uh, Matt, mean. We have an example here. Tom means to do well, but he doesn't always know how to. So Tom means to do well. In that case, we really are talking about an intention. Uh, it's not something that you do or something that you did, but it's something that you you wanted to do. Uh, so we here we're speaking about an intention. Uh, we can also say, you know, becoming rich means spending all your time at work, but not with your family. Becoming rich means spending all your time at work. Okay, so there we have uh, the gerund. And... Uh, here we we'll are speaking about uh, what this involves, okay? It, it means spending all your time at work and not with your family. Let's have one more there, Matt. Do you have another one for our listeners?
1: Yeah, this is the last one I've got, Pete, so I hope you don't need any more after this, huh? But this is <laughs> the last one, <laughs> and it's weird to have to stop. Stop, so we could say, for example, he stopped to listen carefully uh, what she had to say. He stopped to listen. So this means he was doing something, he was doing something, and then he, he stopped to do something else. Okay, contrast that with she stopped eating junk food and became healthier. So now the stopped action is eating junk food, and that action is not is not resumed it's stopped it's finished she stopped eating junk food to become healthier. so the meaning there again is quite different.
0: Yeah good and you know we can uh, there's many more examples met um, but we don't want to overload our listeners with uh, so many examples we make it difficult for them to remember so these examples were nice short clear uh, easy for for us to understand. So it's really good, you know. If we were to just uh, summarize uh, this part of the the podcast, Matt, with difference between, you know, the gerund and the infinitive. We can use both with the same meaning. Others have different meanings. We need to understand when to when to use them, and just to uh, remember that using the gerund, well, it emphasizes the the action or the experience uh, of what we're doing. The infinitive uh, focuses more on the emphasis or the results uh, of the action. but it can also include expressing habits and also preferences as well. So like we mentioned right at the, the outset they met it wasn't um, a little bit of a, a deeper deeper topic for our listeners, but we really hope that we gave them uh uh, something to think about, something that they can use in their conversations uh, that can help them. So, again Matt, if our listeners are keen to take a lesson with you uh, what can they do and how can they go about it? What do you suggest? What do you oh, recommend?
1: JP, well, listen, I think uh, we, we want to invite all our listeners to come over and have a look at the, at the webpage and you can do that by typing in campus.trainlang.com so have a go at that you can see it hopefully on the banner if you're watching us live but if not it's campus.trainlang.com and you'll find there's loads of activities things to do watch uh the webinars are a great way of practicing what we've been talking about so why not check out our live webinars and maybe join in and uh, or have a class with peter although I think Peter, you're, you're pretty much fully booked these days, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to move fast if you want to get a class with Peter. But I recommend it. I recommend. It.
0: Hey, Matt, thank you very much. Uh, excellent, appreciate that. And as always, it's nice to have you with us, uh, joining me today on uh, the podcast. And it was nice to have all our listeners uh, joining in, and of course we hope to see them again soon. But uh, for now. We hope our listeners have a good afternoon. And uh, same to you, Matt. And thanks again for your support this afternoon. thank you, Peter. I really enjoyed that. Thank you
1: very much. See you next Next time. All right.
0: Bye, everybody. Ciao.